Holiday, we're almost there. Keep going. Yes! We made it! Grab hold of the dock! Got it. Grab my hand, I'll pull you up. Thanks. Let's go before the helicopter spots us. Go. They haven't seen us yet. Go where? That way. Towards the warehouses. Ah! Ah! Where did that van come from? It's like the one that grabbed Badger. Run! We can't run a van. This way. Come on, hoverboard. Work! Get in the van. Mom? Dad? Please, kids, get in now. No way. I'm not going anywhere with you. Holiday, sweetheart. I know it's hard to trust us. I know how hurt you are. But please, you have to get in now. How did you guys find us? What do you want? No time for this! If that helicopter sees you, we're all in terrible danger. Please! Get in the van! Now! Now, Holiday, please! It's our only chance to save your life! And to listen to Six Minutes Rewind. Just a heads up to the listeners. This show is for people who have already listened to all of Six Minutes. There will be spoilers. There are kids in this world who are different. Special. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. And one of them is missing. Welcome to Six Minutes Rewind, the show where we re-listen to our favorite show, Six Minutes, go behind the scenes, and give out our six awards with Six Minutes creators, cast members, and even other superfans like you. I'm Jessica Fisher, Gen Z Media Marketing Coordinator and Six Minutes Superfan. Today we are talking about episodes 19 through 21, Six Minutes on Lockdown, Six Minutes Back to the Beginning, and Six Minutes at Sea. With me today are GZM Chief Production Officer, Editor-Composer Chris Terry, Chief Creative Officer, Head Writer David Kreisman, and our guest, Miss Facto, our first teacher guest. Hey. Gosh, we have to be on our best behavior. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Miss Facto, what grade do you teach? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. And do you use six minutes in the classroom? I do use six minutes in the classroom. It started during the pandemic and mm-hmm. was a great way for us all to connect over our virtual classroom environment. That's amazing. I love. I always love when we hear about there's a classroom of kids listening to the show. There's so many of them across around the world, right, Dave? I mean, I mean every week we do yeah. classroom visits. And Chris and I have done, I don't know, dozens, maybe a hundred now, classroom visits all around the country. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, countries. Countries. I just did uh, Poland last week. What? No yeah. way. Yeah. That's so cool. It's crazy. And Ms. Facto, you are also a six-minute super fan as well, right? Yes, definitely a six-minute super fan. It's so nice to hear that we have a teacher who's a six-minute super fan. I, it's, it's. I feel, <laughs> I feel, it's very exciting. I, again, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous because I'm afraid that, uh, you know, like Dave said, I, I just, I hope we did our homework. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true that. So, how do you use six minutes in the classroom? Is it just the kind of thing where at the end of the day they get a reward, or do you use it as part of the curriculum? We actually used it to start our day last year. And we haven't started it yet this year because we're still getting to know our students and getting into the routine. 
But we liked it to start the day and to kind of get them talking and to get everybody engaged. And also we have students that go in all different directions throughout the day. So it was a good way to create community right at the beginning that everybody was present for. Mm. And we talked about different things related to the storyline and things about character and emotion and red herrings and things that we saw in the storyline. Cool. That's true. And and did you guys do the whole thing, uh, both both seasons, all 205 episodes, or how far did you get? <laughs> we did. And wow. the students were so, so desperate to get to the end, and we really <laughs> did not have time. And so I I tasked my uh, one of my strong math students with calculating how many episodes <laughs> we'd have to do in order to finish on time from the time we returned from uh, virtual school And we were in person at that point. So we had about two months and we were at one point doing about four episodes a day in order to finish. (laughs) And and when did you realize that the last episode was 54 minutes long? Yeah, that was about a week out. And we were like, oh, no, we did not calculate for this. But we um, we gave it to them. We gave the, uh, you know, the people what they wanted. And we had a... (laughs) Big, long uh, six minutes session near the last day of school. That's great. How was the reaction after it finished? They were so excited and they were sort of, uh, there was a lot of chatter about their theories and how they thought they would end. And, you know, they were sort of just buzzing with excitement about everything. Were there kids that had listened ahead and you had to make sure that, uh, (laughs) that they didn't spoil it for the rest of the class? Some tried. We always, like, if they missed a day, they'd want, we tried to keep the website a secret for a while. So if they missed a day, though, they'd want to hear the episode. So then we just send it to them and tell them they were only allowed to listen to that one episode. They weren't allowed to listen ahead. So as far as I know, nobody got too far ahead. And if they did, they certainly didn't spoil it. We ha- we did have one student who decided to go back when we were about halfway through and start again with her family. Oh. And it was really cool because then when we were talking about things, because she had re-listened to it very recently, she had new perspectives and things that when we had talked about it in the first time, that she had caught. Like, we never talked about this, but when I listened to it again, I caught this and I wanted to share this perspective. So that was really helpful, too, to have that other voice that was sort of an extra expert in the room. <laughs> That's great. That's kind of the experience that Chris and I are going through right now as we're listening. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're surprising ourselves with behind-the-scenes information. It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Just out of curiosity, did your class have a favorite character? My immediate thought went to Cyrus. Oh, Probably yeah. was a favorite. But they really liked Holiday also. I mean, you know, really all the, the kids were, of course, their favorite, Birdie and Badger. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, Jess, why don't you fill Miss Facto in on uh, how we get it started? Sure thing. So first things first, Miss Facto, before we get into the episodes, we ask Ivan for a brief recap. Would you like to ask Ivan for the recap? Sure. Ivan, could we have a brief recap? You got it, Miss Facto. Episode 19, Holiday and Cyrus hide in the back of their dad's car to sneak onto the army base. But it's not a great plan. Plus, they're talking the whole time, so they get discovered. James and Monica put them on full lockdown, but Holiday grabs a bag. She's running away. Episode 20, Cyrus refuses to let Holiday leave on her own, so together they go back to the whale-watching boat where Cyrus spotted Holiday in the water. They decide she must have come from the helicopter that flew overhead, but shady Captain Benjamin makes a call. He found a kid who is not normal. 
Episode 21, Holiday and Cyrus realize the boat is moving, so they escape in a lifeboat with a helicopter chasing them. Just as things look really bad, James and Monica pull up in a van and yell at them to get inside if they want to live. These are some intense episodes. There's a lot of discovery in these ones. Big three episodes. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised re-listening to it, Dave, and I remember being in the studio trying to coax them to be a little more angry with each other, how angry they were when the parents were— Oh, the scene! The oh. scene where they were discovered. And, oh, uh, gosh. James, James really goes for it. Mike really goes for it in these yeah, scenes. Yeah, I was listening to it today and going, like, oh, my gosh. And I remember us being in the studio asking him to, like, just go a little further. And he, <laughs> yeah. he, he's, like, legit parent mad at a kid level. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the acting in, in that scene is so, so, so good. So much so that I created a category that's called, please, guys, I'm begging you to make this into a movie moment because I want to <laughs> see that fight in person. Yeah, that's amazing. Miss Facto, do you have a favorite part of these three episodes? I liked the scene where Holiday was packing and mm. Cyrus was talking to her. I liked that whole interaction, you know, that they're becoming a family and now she's about to leave the family. But I also know that the kids really loved the sort of ending chase scene of episode 21 and where it got really intense. And then the parents show up and they didn't know if it was they should go with the parents or not. And the kids were all sort of like, no, don't go. And Dave, I think it's in episode 22. I mean, we'll get there next week but and I can't remember. But this is sort of the arc, the end of the arc of of Mm -hmm. are the parents in on it or not? That's right. Basically, this chase in the van is where they really come clean. And now we know this is a team that is going to help Holiday and try to get away from Whittier Corp. Right. We find out their motivation of why they've been keeping stuff so secret. That's right. And if we had gone with what our original plan was, which was for the show to be five days a week, this would have been the end of the first month, which is kind of how it was conceived, (laughs) which is a lot of story in a month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. It's also a long, drawn-out story forever, two times a week, then, if you think about it. Yep. What you brought up, Miss Facto, about the family, I think this is the first moment we get. They're about to start to gel as the family that becomes known to us for the rest of the rest of the show. And also really plays on that stuff, which I always love to bring up, is the fact that this show, even though it has a lot of cliffhangers and everything's exciting and the chase scenes and stuff, but it, it is from the very beginning to the end about, about family, like we talk mm-hmm. about all the time, what makes a family. Right. Jess, why don't we move on to the categories? Totally. Well, on that, with all the family drama that goes on with these episodes, my first nomination for best line of dialogue is James's, if you talk, I'll have to respond. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's this one here. Dad telling Carl how awesome we were while we're hiding under... Little late for that. Dad! Uh, surprise! (laughs) Get back under the tents. Dad, if you'll just listen... I really need you to stop talking, Holiday. If you talk... I'll have to respond, and trust me, you don't want to hear what I have to say. Get under the tents. <laughs> it is really building there. Wow. Yeah, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you look back on it now, what you see is this is a guy who's really trying to protect them and knows that them being here is very dangerous because he's not exactly sure who's out to get Holiday, but he knows that if she's spotted, it'll be very bad for them. But obviously, as an audience member, you don't know that. It just feels like a scary guy is yelling at them. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I also, I mean, we'll get into this later, but come on, guys. The tents, like, is that really the best you got? Like, (laughs) It's not, not, as Ivan said, not a great plan. Right. (laughs) Not the best plan. Exactly. Well, you know, there's never really great plans anyways in a lot of mysterious kind of shows. You know, the plans plans are always a little. That wasn't on y'all. 
No, no. I'm saying that having not having a good plan is a very is a very much a staple of an exciting show. That's right. If everybody had a good plan, there wouldn't be much story. That's true. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Dave, Dave, Dave took took the words out of my mouth. Um, what do you um, got next, Cyrus? Plus, Cyrus I have... says, "Plus, I have sandwiches." I was there on the boat the day we found you. I went into the water. You don't remember any of it. You need me. Plus, I have sandwiches and Mom's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, I think I remember in the first couple episodes, I mentioned Cyrus being driven by food, right? This is a realization of yours, Jess, that just keeps on giving. I mean, I can't, it's so, it's so amazing. (laughs) He's a growing boy. (laughs) He is. (laughs) It's very cool. Uh, let's see, Cyrus, the tour guide was useless. The tour guide was useless. She didn't know anything about whales. (laughs) He's still annoyed by that a year later. It's a great callback to the second line of dialogue in the show. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, now, listen, we get to some Captain Benjamin lines. Oh. I, it's so f- <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to Captain Benjamin. He's so angry, Dave. Do we remember why we – I mean, I know he's angry, but he's – He's just a cranky old sea captain. so funny. I think we had a whole backstory that they had cost him his job because he'd gone all this time, uh, you know, with not no incidents at work. And then that day there were two kids in the water and right, that right. he almost lost his job from it. And he's like, he's been recovering ever since. <laughs> Did you name him Captain Benjamin after Benjamin Strauss? I think that's probably right. Yeah. yeah. I got two Captain Benjamin lines. Let's go for it. You sure? Maybe there was like a little motorboat. Or- I just said there were no other boats. So it was a quiet day. Did I say it was quiet? <laughs> I remember recording Dave. Who played him? It's the guy who lives in Maplewood. I can't remember his name, but um, Brian. Brian. Yeah, we've used him on a couple of things. And uh, you know, typically they come over to the studio, and he's recording this sort of in the wild. He doesn't know exactly what he's acting against in a lot of the ways, but um, pretty fun. And next one we have is that's what boats do. <laughs> the boat is moving. That's what boats do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is the guy that's in the public service <laughs> industry. Right, right. Deciding to make him this grumpy just pays so well. Like, it's so good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Miss, Miss Facto, what did you think of Captain Benjamin? I loved him. And I, I really love sarcasm. So I was getting a kick out of the sarcastic tone that he had. He has so many great lines. I mean, Jess, I feel like we could have gone on for another oh, yeah. ten, another ten lines. You know, like he says, "Why didn't you?" What's that part where he says, "Why didn't you guys stay down here and do that fancy math?" <laughs> I'm gonna go back. Upstairs. <laughs> no, that's a good one. So so funny. So, Miss Factor, you get to pick the winner out of those. Uh, which 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 is your favorite uh, line of dialogue? I'm gonna have to go with "That's what boats do." That was that was a pretty good line. Oh, yeah. it's so good. As as someone who gets who spends all day with a bunch of kids, I would imagine that there are lines like that that you'd like to say every now and then. Oh, absolutely, and <laughs> and believe me, they don't really get sarcasm. So the mm-hmm. few times I've tried it, it did not go over well. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, Captain Benjamin is the winner. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, Captain Benjamin. <laughs> Uh, so next category, best sound design. Yeah. You can see that I, I always have a ton of these. I'm a sucker for best sound design. I love getting to this part. And, you know, yeah. this is yet another one of my favorite things to do, which we talked about in a couple episodes ago, is, is a good breakfast scene. And this one is really fun. Good morning, Holiday. Morning, Cy. Whoa. Right. Grab a seat, guys. Dig in. 
That's good. <laughs> yep. We got the radio going, just like we talked before. Mm-hmm. I love this, the pouring of the cereals really nice. The bacon. The bacon, exactly. I will say, though, re-listening to this, my favorite sound design moment was the one that you have next, which is Muffled James. Mm. I just thought this played really well. I mean, you really feel like you're under the tents in the back of... I don't know. I picture like one of those 1975, uh, you know, station wagons. <laughs> yes. Kind of yes. thing. Remember what they had, the, had the seats that used to come up and you'd sit facing backwards? Oh, oh yeah. So what? Amazing. My mom had one of those. Oh, yeah. Also, a lot of times she'd put it down flat in the back and we would lie flat in the back and then we would encourage her to make very sharp turns <laughs> so that we'd roll over each other. That is it was extremely a sim- It was a simpler, a simpler time. Exactly. <laughs> We weren't so worried about safety. Right. And I don't think I don't think that the seats that pulled up in the back even had seatbelts. I no. think they were just like I think that's right. Yeah. Literally. Hey, bucked. this is a, a show that, that kids listen to. Kids don't try this at home. It's a well, it's a good thing that those cars are pretty much all not around anymore. Yeah, sure, exactly. Sure, sure, sure. But here's Muffled James. I I love this. Love it. It's a good one. I love it. I love what they're talking about. Those kids, man. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) hey, say hi to your wife for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should have put that in there. That would have been great. Miss Factor, you were talking about this packing. Yes, Mm -hmm. this is actually my favorite sound design because there's so much acting in the sound design. Right. Like you Mm -hmm. can hear her. Yeah. Okay, just play it. Holiday, what are you doing? You're not going to talk. You're just going to pack. Wait, why are you packing? <laughs> yeah, because it's like she's not even like saying anything, but you can you can feel her in the, in the sound design of it. That's just like brilliant. It's a lot of, lot of backpack zipper sounds layered on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, let's see. Cyrus scaring Holiday. Ah! Didn't mean to scare you. Yeah, I just liked it. <laughs> well, once again, the crickets are working overtime there. Yep. They get more expensive every episode. Yeah, cr- cricket budget. Yeah. Footsteps on boat. Yeah, oh, I like this love one it. too. Darn kids. <laughs> <laughs> Another good Captain Benjamin line thrown in there at the end. Uh, boat engine. Well, the engine's on. Um, Cyrus? Sounds like a boat engine. It does, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the lifeboat. Yeah. Is the last one. Sorry, if we get out of this, where do we go? I don't know. Uh, we got it. One, two, three. <laughs> What's going on? A lot of sounds in there. It is a lot of fun. You get that picture of them. You know, lifeboats, they're usually on the ships like that. You're letting them down on a rope down the side, right, Dave? That's sort of what we always pictured. Yeah, exactly. And then they're dropping into it. I think it sounds like it falls a lot further than it probably is. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, how are they going to get in the boat? And then they were just in the boat. So I was like, oh, okay, they're okay. It's uh, low tide. (laughs) It's low tide, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ms. Facto, what's your favorite sound design out of those? It's a close one between the packing. I like the packing for the simplicity of it, but I also like the lifeboat because it's a little more complex and there's a a few things going on, whereas packing is Mm -hmm. just the one thing going on. Jess, why don't you break the tie? 
Oh, gosh. You know what? Although it's simple, I, I want to do the packing just for the story and acting of it. I love it. I'm happy that you chose. I'm happy that packing was in there because it is so such a subtle, subtle thing. And it's, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Next category uh, David came up with, fuzzy math. Um, <laughs> yes. Would you like to explain? <laughs> yes. So the, the height of the helicopter seems to change between episodes, if you notice. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of discussion about it, and I guess I, I don't know how that happened exactly. I remember there was an argument between whether it was whether 250 feet was too high or not. And so then I guess we just went with b- both answers somehow. <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. I, I remember that Ben had a strong opinion about the height of the helicopter. We talked about it a lot. That's true. But again, this is one of those situations where probably, you know, we edited those two episodes on different days and then we, I guess, forgot what we had decided. <laughs> so anyway, it's somewhere in between those two heights. I love it. Right, love it. right. When the alarm went off, I killed the engines. We were about here, 10 miles past Effin Cove. Can I have a pencil? Thanks. How high was the helicopter hovering? Sorry, I don't carry a measuring tape that big. (laughs) If I remember, it wasn't too high. Maybe 250 feet? Hold on. 250 feet. 3.31 p.m., right? August 24th. The tide was medium high. How do you know that? Mm -hmm. The North Pacific Current meets up with the Alaska Current going north. Sure, makes sense. Right if this stops. So if I ended up floating here... You know currents? Since when? I just know. I love it. Makes sense. My favorite part is, uh, can I have a pen? What did she say? Can I have a pen? I got <laughs> a pencil and he hands, hands her a pen. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, okay. He had both. He just he was just both. doing it to be a jerk. That's what I mean, exactly. Yeah. Um, and this is fuzzy math too. So I fell out of a helicopter 1,000 feet high. Nope. nope. That's not me. Nope. <laughs> Nope. I was fine. <laughs> we did not say a thousand feet. You are actually completely wrong. She maybe she's just exaggerating. She just wanted to sound worse yeah. than it was. Yeah, she's exaggerating. I never really put it together, but I sort of when she was doing her initial cal- fuzzy math calculations uh, after she's given the uh, the pen, I always thought that the, in there is when she realized that it was actually a thousand feet. Okay, let's you know, go with that. Yeah, that's my that's sure, sort of my answer, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> latitude, longitude. You know, mm-hmm. totally. Well. That one doesn't need it. Doesn't need a winner. Um, is there anything in particular, Ms. Facto, you liked about the fuzzy math? Being the fact that you are a math teacher. <laughs> well, I totally didn't understand the math that she was doing with the currents. <laughs> but it was funny when I saw this category. I actually went back to try to hear the two different heights, and I didn't catch the thousand feet <laughs> even the second time that I listened to it. So well, that's good. good. That's good. good. Maybe we shouldn't have called it out. I think it's <laughs> yeah. actually in the next episode. Yeah. Hmm. We're all about responsibility on this show. <laughs> Owning up to our mistakes. Maybe you could bring back the, the kid that figured out how many days it would take to listen to six minutes could come back and right. help us yes. figure this out. <laughs> that's a good, that's good. a good plan. That's a good plan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before we get to the show, 
If you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Uh, we have a really fun category next. Jess, this is your custom category. This is my custom category because I was not a part of the creation of Six Minutes. And so this is me asking Chris and Dave, please, guys, I'm begging you to make this into a movie moment. And yes, the full <laughs> title is in our outline. So my first moment was the tents, mostly because I want to understand how they have tents. Like, are, are they set up in the car? And like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, wanna... I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I imagine that it was just folded up tents that they kind of hid underneath, like you'd hide under a blanket. Oh, yeah, like they're, oh. or, they're, or they're stuffed into those like tent bags and there's four of them and they're sort of nestled in between them or yeah. something. Oh, I literally imagine like they set up a tent in his <laughs> trunk like fully and then he's, they're just like, he won't notice. You know? And he tries, he tries to work and looks back. He's like, wow, that's weird. There's a tent set up in the back <laughs> of my car. That's exactly what I thought was happening. <laughs> And is there a campfire too? That's weird. Yeah. That's so strange. This marshmallows? Tent, this tent wasn't here a minute ago. Uh, is, let's listen to it anyways. I never realized how bumpy these roads are. I think we're almost there. <laughs> do you think, Chris, do you think that if your kids were hiding in a tent in the back of your car and whispering to each other, would you hear them? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Even with the radio on? The radio well, first of all, on. my kids are terrible whisperers. Most kids are, I think. <laughs> and then the other part you want, you want to see, you're begging it to make Ugh. into a movie is the fight scene, which is what we yeah. talked about at the top of the episode. And I know you cut a short and a long one, but I think we should hear the long one. I think, all I think, right, it's, let's pretty, do it. I think it's pretty great. Why are you asking him? Because he's your real kid? Because he's not the one who looked me in the eye and hugged me this morning just to steal my security pass. I don't know who you're turning into, Holiday, but I don't like it. You didn't know who I was to begin with! Enough. We are still your parents. Except you're not! You lied about that! You made your kids lie! And when you got busted, you asked me to quit snooping around! And I'm the bad guy here? Do you have any idea the fallout if you had actually gotten caught at the base? I could lose my job. It's one thing to try and climb over a fence. What you know about that? Of course we know about that. It's why I told Holiday the truth. So neither of you would do something stupid like you did today. Are you ready to have a criminal record before you even start high school, Cyrus? Because you can throw college out the window then. We told you everything. And you hugged us, and you told us you had it pretty good. And the whole time, you were lying to our faces. You really want to talk about lying? Really? Listen to me! Everything we've done! James, where are you going? I just... I need some air. Dad, go to your rooms. And leave your phones on the table. You're both grounded. What? This is so unfair! I... You have no idea what you're risking. The kinds of things that could happen if you... From now on, we drive you to school. We pick you up after school. Until further notice, you don't leave this house unless your father and I say you can. Go to your rooms. Now. Wow. It's kind of like, you know those moments, I mean, parents, we've all been on both sides of it, but as a kid, when you see your parent get that extra level mad. Ooh. Where they have to walk away. Where they oh have to gosh. walk away. Like, that was just so well played and so well written, Dave. I mean, that's like- Yeah, just, Dave. That's good. And they're both, they both make such solid points. The kids and the parents are both right, which is what makes a great fight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Did they get to all act it together? Like, were, were they all in the same space getting to act at each other? Yeah, back then. That was, this is before COVID. So, yeah, absolutely. That's so cool that they were in the same physical space doing that, you know? Yep. Yeah, also, I think what really helps, too, is this sort of heart heartbeat uh, underscore music that's happening. That really sort of sets it, like, it, it really helps the build in terms of, you feel it almost like it's getting faster, you know? Yeah. Not a lot else to say about that, but... Ms. Facto, do you, how do you feel about, like, the character development of the parents so far? I really liked episode 19 where we saw a lot of the parents and we saw this drama. You know, at first they were kind of background characters. We were really just thinking about Mm. the kids and then we were really getting in the thick of it this time. You know, these episodes with the parents and and the students were thinking about the parents and who they were instead of just being these sort of side note people that they're kind of used to in, in kid, you know, books and movies and whatnot. That's a really interesting point is to, is it's giving a parent aspect to it that they don't get to see all the time in a way, right? Hmm. Right, exactly. That's very cool. Okay, so next we have the sequence with the boat that you want to see as a movie. <laughs> yeah, it is also part of the cliffhangers, so we could save it for that. But when I was listening to it, I was like, oh my gosh, how expensive <laughs> yes. would this be with the boat, the dock, the van, the helicopter? Nice. That's our helicopter budget, you know? We spent the helicopter budget in one, one episode. <laughs> That's right. Holiday, we're almost there. Keep going. Yes, we made it. Grab hold of the dock. Got it. Grab my hand, I'll pull you up. Thanks. Let's go before the helicopter spots us. Go. They haven't seen us yet. Go where? That way. Towards the warehouses. Ah! Ah! Where did that van come from? It's like the one that grabbed Badger. Run! We can't run a van. This way. Come on, hoverboard. Work! Get in the van. Mom? Dad? Please, kids, get in now. No way. I'm not going anywhere with you. Holiday, sweetheart, I know it's hard to trust us. I know how hurt you are. Please, you have to get in now. How did you guys find us? What do you want? No time for this. If that helicopter sees you, we're all in terrible danger. Please, get in the van. Now. Now, Holiday, please. It's our only chance to save your life. Intense. Very intense. A few things that I noticed um, listening to that this time is, number one, how fast the truck seems to be traveling, like it's yeah. coming, like it's coming right at them. And one of the things I actually really like in there is that the placement of the voices is really cool. So it's mm. it definitely sounds to me like Monica is is like sort of in the back, opening the door, and she's sort of standing out with the door open. You know, one of those sliding. Yeah. And it definitely sounds like James is in the passenger in the driver driver seat and sort of calling from inside the van. So you can imagine that like the door the window's shut, and but you're hearing him through the door that Monica has open. So I, I sort of like the distance that it has there. I also noticed a little bit of a mistake that the revving van actually keeps revving before the screech of the, which was, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I guess I should have cut that a little bit sooner. Only you noticed that. I bet everybody's really yes. noticing that. <laughs> yeah. Miss Facto, your whole class noticed that, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it took him completely out of the story. This makes no sense anymore. The kid in the back corner is like, "Yes, yes. What do you have? What do you have to say?" Uh, yeah, I think I noticed that the the tires screech. Uh, there's always there's one. Always one. <laughs> that's that's right. what. Everybody, that's who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to that kid directly. That's right. 
I, I just wanted to point out that this moment has echoes of um, Terminator with the come with me if you want to live, which is a very famous moment from ah. Terminator 2, where he pulls up and gets the kid in the car. Um, so that's that was something we consciously, we, we knew that this moment was coming and, and it's such a great moment, both in that movie and here. Who's piloting the helicopter? Just out of curiosity. Well, it sounds a lot like me, I have to say. I have to say, Dave, Dave's, (laughs) and I think he was piloting the helicopter in the last episode we heard a helicopter, too. Yeah. Well, I I had just gotten my helicopter audio pilot's license uh, before we made the show. Is he also the soccer coach and also the guy who interrogates Badger? Yes. Well, I think it's intentional that uh, the same people are following them around everywhere. He infiltrated the soccer team. He's flying the helicopter. (laughs) So I know this is your category, Jess. Please, guys, I'm begging you to make it into a movie. But I think I think we should put the f- fate of which uh, thing you want to be made into a movie, uh, I think we should put it in Miss Facto's hands. I think she should decide. I completely yeah. agree. Love it. Without a doubt, it was that last one, the sequence with the boat, dock, van, helicopter. And I will say because that was one of the scenes that got a lot of chatter in the classroom. The kids were hanging, you know, at the end of their seats and they were so excited. And at this time we were still virtual. So they were commenting in the chat <laughs> throughout the whole scene. That's so and fun. like, oh my gosh, oh no, watch out. You know, that kind of intensity and that kind of excitement is what I would love to see on screen. Until Kitty McKitterton wrote it, raised his hand in the corner of the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Put your hand down, kid. Put your hand down. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. That's uh, definitely the most high budget. M- m- yeah, I was going to say we're going to have we're going to need a big budget for that one, Dave. Uh, let's start. Let's start right. saving up. Exactly. Saving up. So we're moving on to uh, best cliffhanger. Oh yeah! In episode nineteen, it's when Holiday leaves without Cyrus after the packing. Here it is. So. Where are you going to go? Back to where you found me. Back to the water. Where this all began. I feel like that's another very classic movie moment. Yep. You know, Dave, you've seen that in a lot of movies too. Yeah. The idea that you've got to go, in order to solve the mystery, you got to go back to where it first happened. Got to go back to the beginning. Yep. I also think it's a comment on how well, poor Holiday doesn't know who she can trust, even though, she, of course, she can trust Cyrus. Like, it's it's still continuing over and over again, like, her idea of not having a family and everything. And she keeps trying to do it on her own, which in a way makes sense, but it's very quickly known that, that Cyrus is going to come with her. At this point, she wants to run away from her family and be on her own, but that's not going to be what's best for her in this time. Yeah, and this is something that comes up a lot in the show, too, where Holiday starts to feel guilty about what she's putting Cyrus through. You know, I think when when she hears that moment where Monica says, yeah. you won't be able to get into college because you're going to have a something on your record. Um, and Holiday, who's, you know, a good person and cares about Cyrus, doesn't want to ruin his life. Uh, and so she's like, this is, this is my problem, not yours. Yeah. I also have um, in the notes, I have a uh, something about the fact that running away is more complicated than Holiday thinks, which is when Birdie discovers her and is yes. like, you're my sister, making it more complex. That's right. For for Birdie, it's all pretty simple, I think. She loves Holiday like her sister, and that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, this we have next uh, Captain Benjamin sells them out. We go back to Captain Benjamin for the end. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yes, this is Captain Benjamin from Marine Adventures. You came by last Labor Day asking if I'd come across any unusual kids. Well, I got a girl on my boat right now, and she is far from usual. 
She does math like no one I've ever seen before. <laughs> <That's what laughs> she she exactly. She's crazy good at math. <laughs> really knows the currents too. <laughs> exactly. I also like how how the uh, how the the squawky response you can hear like the uh, yeah who he's talking to. There's another. I forget what episode it is of these three. Was it James that was on the phone? Somebody was on the phone and. Admiral Grilling. It, well, yeah, and you hear you hear the response kind of in the background. Like one of my pet peeves is that when people are on the phone in sort of audio drama land, you never hear sort of the. I think you have to hear kind of like what's coming through the phone a little bit. And there's a moment in these three, and I forget what episode it's in, where where I realize that I'm the one playing the one. Oh, hello. Yes, sure. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem, Mrs. Anders. Yes, thank you. Have a nice day. I think you need to hear that stuff all the time because then it just. In TV, you see them sitting there on the phone, so you're fine. But if here, you're just sort of waiting for people to answer. Right. It's not as exciting. Horse-sized duck, horse-sized duck. Horse-sized duck. Exactly, exactly. Duck-sized horse, <laughs> horse-sized duck. And then we have James and Monica pull up, which we just- Which we already we sort did, of, yeah. yeah. dissected in the last last thing. So, Ms. Facto, what's your favorite cliffhanger moment? So, I know I, you know, I used this one in the last category, but I really like the James and Monica pull up in the van- and I liked it because that was a moment where we as a class were trying to figure out and wrestle with if James and Monica were good guys or bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then in the next episode, not to jump ahead, but we reveal the birdies in the van too. And that's kind of lets them off the hook. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about that. But here we, we hold birdie off so that <laughs> Cyrus and Holiday and the audience doesn't know. Right. Really good stuff, guys. Yeah. It's a fun end to the arc. This is this is a nice Yeah, it's a great one here. You could say that the tension is probably as high as it possibly has been at this point, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, next we got episode MVP. That's right. Um I think I also would really like to add Captain Benjamin to the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was not written down before, but I I would really like to add him in. Um otherwise we've got James, Holiday, and Cyrus. Let's debate. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really hard to for me to. I think this is such a strong James episode. You know, mm-hmm. that's just that's just the argument, the fight scene. I mean, like we said at the top, he just really went for it. So my my vote f- for this one is James. I have to say. Yeah, I think so too. You really get the feel that this is a guy on the edge. He is ready to snap here. He's so trying to hold it all together, trying to get the kids to do what he wants, trying to protect Holiday, and he's just uh, terrified. And it's coming out in this. This big way. But yeah, he's he's great in these episodes. Yeah, he's so scared. That was going to be like the big functioning word for me for him. That yep. like, um, yeah, fear and everything. Do you agree, Miss Facto? Yeah, he, he was the one that I had noted. There was a lot of intense emotion that we hadn't seen so much of earlier on. And it was really great in, in this episode. Well, I like it because he, I don't think he's won an episode MVP yet. No, I think that oh. is his first win. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna have to call. We're gonna have to call Mike and make him some sort of trophy. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think that's great. This will be some sort of cardboard trophy. That's that's the budget we have. It. <laughs> so, so, but he'll he'll be excited. Hey, everybody likes to get a trophy. Of course, even if it's cardboard. I see you got some really cool notes here. Um, as we start to wrap things up, you've got group hug, which I really love. <laughs> which I really really love. Can we just listen to group hug? Yeah, yeah. Quick? Okay. Group hug. Mm. 
I, I picked that because I imagined each of the actors like a good, like in a separate booth, just each making those sounds into their microphones, like, oh, that's right. You know? mm-hmm. And I think probably hugging themselves too, wrapping their arms around themselves and hugging. Right. And a lot of times for those moments, I can't remember if this was one of those moments, but a lot of times Dave and I will get them to uh, do it individually. And then we, then we layer it on top of each other. So, you know, we yep. may have said like, you know, Monica do a version and then, you know, Cyrus does a version, whatever. And then we piece it together in the end. So everybody's sort of going, By themselves. <laughs> in their own Should, we try, that right? Should awesome. we try that right now? Yeah, let's give it a whirl. And then we can, we can put it all together. Should right. we do it individually or together? Let's do it together. See if it, okay. I see us. One, two, three. Oh, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> see, it's the ending that's the hardest part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your uh, note that you had about uh, Birdie. I don't care how you got here. I like having you as my big sister. I like it too. And that's not going to change. No matter what. I'll be back as soon as I figure this out. Yeah, that's hard. Like, uh, it's, it's that she's so determined, like, okay, I'm done. I'm running away. I can't trust anyone. And then Birdie... And, well, not directly, but Cyrus, throw a wrench into it. And they're like, no, even though you might not be able to trust mom and dad, like, we are family. That's It's well done, the timing of it. What do you remember about writing that scene, Dave? Well, I just remember that, you know, the keeping this thing alive for Birdie of being the little sister and always feeling mm-hmm. left out and knowing that she was going to get her moment ultimately to shine, to really be part of the adventure. And in a lot of ways at the end, she, you know, kind of gets the big win. But yeah, that was something we always wanted to keep going. And to not, to always remember that she is a couple of years younger than them. You know, that it's mm-hmm. easy to like put her right in the group right away, but we wanted to take our time with that. Watch her grow up. Very nice. Well, Miss Facto, is there anything uh, of these three episodes that we haven't talked about that, that you want to touch on? Also, if you want to give a shout out to your current class or last year's class. Oh, absolutely. Huge shout out to last year's class that really got the ball rolling with this and they jumped all in with all of their emotion and um, really uh, made this so much fun. And then this year's class, you uh, are going to be excited for what's happening soon with six minutes. So the name of the school is? Clinton Elementary School. In Maplewood, New Jersey. Yeah. Ah, in in Maplewood. You're all in Maplewood. Yes. How is the listening experience going to be different this year? Now that everybody's back in school, how are you going to, is everybody just going to listen together kind of in the classroom and just bring in a big stereo? And Yeah, actually we have overhead speakers. So wow. we can play it right overhead for everyone. And it's great because if we do end up with anybody, you know, in quarantine or at home, we can still loop everybody in. It'll be cool to listen to it together and to see physical reactions that we would not have been able to see before. Um, body language and facial expressions as we go through each episode um, and to be able to talk to each other without having to unmute and mute and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hands raised in the corner in the back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, listen, so much fun having you with us and it just means so much that we have people uh, like yourself teaching and l- using this show as a tool to teach and get kids interested in storytelling and narrative arcs and everything that comes through listening to a show like this. And it's just really means a lot. And it's really, uh, really fantastic to see. We all, we all really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. And thank to, thanks to all the teachers out there. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Uh, Jess, I think I hear some music happening. Oh, gosh, here we go. Well, if you'd like to audition for the show, uh, send me an audio clip at jessica at gzmshows.com. Listen to episodes 22 through 24 next. Peace, love, and oboes. Oh, peace, love, and oboes. Peace, love, and oboes. I'm Ava DeMary, and I play Brinley Pasternak on Six Minutes. We'll be back with more Six Minutes soon. In the meantime, binge season one, two, and three, and listen to Remy's Life Interrupted and GZM Rewind so you're ready. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.